0: Before we get started, does anyone want to get out?
1: Is the GGR pirate radio?
0: The force is strong in my family. My father has it.
1: I have it. My sister has it. You have that power too
0: weapon of a Jedi Knight. Not as clumsy or random as a blast. Oh, these are stupid guns. Guns uh-huh. are for jerks. <laughs> I have a bad feeling about this. It's called power radio. <laughs> it is useless to resist. Don't let yourself be destroyed There's only <laughs> one If you will not turn uh, to the dark side, then Do it! Do it! Come on! Kill me! I'm here! Come on! Do it now! We tell ourselves that we are the walking
1: dead. This
0: called Pilot Radio. Lady, I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave the store. Who the hell are you? name's Ash. Housewares. Where to go? Where to be? Rock the sturdy. throws to the back of the end zone and it is hard to attack down by Holmes! Red or left! All hands come out with taken. Engage.
1: But our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah,
0: I mean his shenanigans are cruel and tragic.
1: GGR. Pirate Radio.
0: Three balls, two strikes. The pitch. Swinging the long drive, deep left field. Going, going. Let's go. I know the difference between justice and punishment. Hey, Julia. Here up sub-zero. Now, plain zero. Pam, I will end you. This is called Pirate Radio.
1: all you podcast listeners, my name is Mike Lunsford. Uh, you haven't heard him yet, but he's here. Uh, his name is Steve Monick. We are the co-founders of the Great Geek Refuge. I'm sure you guys have heard of us. We're a huge deal. Uh, the website is www.greatgeekrefuge.com. This is GGR Pirate Radio in its original form with the two guys that founded this website. Steve, please say hello to our, uh, our fine guests tonight.
0: You yeah, you, yeah. What's up, everybody? GGR. In the house. Or something. That's me. That's me uh, promoting myself, you know. I mean, you got to be loud and aggressive and promote yourself, Mike. That's what you got to do.
1: And pump your chest and and yeah, talk about your mom's spaghetti. Wait, no, that's Eight Mile. Um, I mixed up my things there for a second. But either that's way, all right. <laughs> this is a big. This is kind of interesting. This will be fun. Um, this is going to be. Um, you know, it's funny. I'm going to mention this. It's really. It's kind of a, a big a big day for us. We're doing this podcast today. This is the last time we'll be doing a podcast that will be hosted on um, the Great Geek Refuge, on uh, greatgeekrefuge.com. Dun, done,
0: dun! dun. <laughs>
1: we have teamed up with the great guys at Comics Online. If you've been listening to that podcast, uh, well, thank you, first off, um, for following me, because that's the reason you would have listened to that one. Um, but also, too, you guys heard the news then. We merged with Comics Online. They're a huge name in the industry. I mean, they go to every single comic convention, San Diego Con, all the cons on the East Coast as well. Uh, they've got a huge following. They've got about, they have close to 20,000 Facebook followers, which is like, we have close to 200. So <laughs> they're a much bigger audience. This is, at first I was a little sad that we were going to be kind of shutting GGR down, but this is going to be a huge thing. This is going to be great for everybody. We're going to be able to appeal to a much wider audience. So I'm excited. I know you're excited, especially because now you have your own place to live.
0: Yeah, I feel like going on comics online. It's it's giving me the ability to infect more people with my stupidity.
1: Yes, it's like it's like the Borg. Like resistance is futile. You will be assimilated into our stupidity. exactly because <laughs> we can't. We go- have a
0: bigger <laughs> Borg cube to work out of. <laughs>
1: We're not in our homemade cube that we made and shot ourselves into space like yeah. monkeys. Yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. Because
1: we couldn't go more than like three minutes without making some sort of geek reference, could we?
0: That's why we got picked up by a place called Comics Online. Exactly. I mean, where We are everything geek pop culture, you know what I mean?
1: Exactly, exactly. So one of the things that we haven't gotten to talk about in a while, uh, Mr. Monic, we have not gotten to talk about sports pretty much at all this year. Yeah. And I think it's I think we're well overdue.
0: I mean, is there anything big sports related coming up soon?
1: I mean, there's this thing they keep talking about um, on online and and on the television. uh, The superb owl. I mean, it's got to be worth watching because I mean, if he's any owl is is great, but a superb owl, I think we got to watch this. Um, (laughs) Of
0: course, that brings (laughs) up an interesting debate. That is it, Mike? Is it Hoot or is it Who? You know when the the owls making noises there? Yeah. I mean, what's on the fence? Do you leave? This is the topic <laughs> people want to hear about. It's a,
1: it's a silent T, Steve. It's spelled hoot, but there's no. You can't hear I it. It's
0: can't even wrap my brain around that.
1: I know it just that just happened. Um, honestly, I joke about that. This superb owl, like, oh, that's so stupid. Ha ha ha. Honestly, <laughs> I could give a crap about this Super Bowl. I really Fair could. Enough. I just do not care at all. I don't like the Panthers. Um, I don't like the Broncos. Well, I like the Broncos, but I don't like Peyton Manning. So it's- I can't really get into the Super Bowl. And my cousin, he grew up in Denver. He's a huge Broncos fan. So I'm kind of sort of rooting for them just so he'll be happy. But I just hate everything Manning. I've always hated everything Manning. He's just so obnoxious. His stupid, ridiculous forehead. His use of HGH. Like, all of it. I'm just- I'm over it. I'm over it, and I don't care about the Super Bowl at all. I'm, I've actually, Sandy and Jax and I and Chelsea are going to go down to Williamsburg um, for Sunday because they're having this awesome special at this amazing seafood uh, buffet down there called Captain George's, which is like the best seafood you can ever get. And I'd rather go there and stuff myself silly with seafood than watch that stupid game.
0: Yeah, I nothing the Broncos. I couldn't care less. And other than the Saints, I forget that the NFC was it the uh, NFC South, right? That they're even a division. I forget the Falcons, Bucks, and Panthers are even teams half the time. Other than them being like almost undefeated, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, Carolina. Other than like the horrible where it was uh, the Ravens and Niners. That's the only Super Bowl I've given less of a crap about. Oh, I
1: hated that one, too. That one was miserable.
0: Did not watch it. I know there was, like, the whole power outage. I saw the replays on ESPN and everything, but I ignored it entirely. Me and my family played board games and ate snacks. We just did not even participate in that one.
1: Yeah, and we've talked about this on this podcast before. Like, I just, I'm so over the hyper- media coverage like that every facet of everything has to cover the super bowl like i mean you have magazines like taste of home that's like look sweet sweet recipes that you can make for the big game to make all the boys happy it's like this has become so over commercialized it's no longer about the football and like honestly when you break down what the nfl has become the nfl is kind of a joke and it, it sucks too because i'm such a football fan i love football But I can't stand the NFL because of what Roger Goodell has become, what this league has become. Like it's – and it kind of goes back to the whole Patriots uh, deflate gate thing. Everybody just automatically is like, oh, the Patriots are cheaters. Like that's everybody's default answer. And like when you look at all of these teams, every single one of them is cheated in some way, shape, or form. But all of the other teams, everybody else is like, oh, well, the Patriots are cheaters because of, one, the thing that couldn't be proven, and two, the thing that they got in trouble for that wasn't illegal three weeks before they did it. Uh, I can't tell
0: you in the area that I live in how many people I've come across where they're like, well, I can't stand that Tom Brady. He's a cheater. And I just want to go explain to me in two sentences what he did. They can't even articulate what he's accused of doing. Yeah. They just know he's a cheater. And that's just – you're right. That's one iota of some of the stuff that's just – it just gets under your skin with it. Yeah. Like every time Roger Goodell's on the TV, you sit there and just go, I want to punch you in your face. Yeah. Like I – it just – uh, he just has that weirdness about him where you just don't like him. You instantly don't trust him.
1: He's just a smug jerk. And like to to go back to something, again, we've talked about before, but just to kind of drive the point home, you mean to tell me that it's okay – for Adrian Peterson to beat his child so severely that there were welts, visible welts on his legs and he couldn't walk for three days because they were so bad. You suspend him for a year and he comes back. But Ray Rice is done forever? I understand that what Ray Rice did. I understand that he punched his wife and I understand that he knocked her out and that was a horrible, horrible thing that he did. But how can you quantify one as being more horrible than the other? We're okay with child abuse, but not okay with spousal abuse. Like Greg Hardy can choke his girlfriend and smash her face up against a bathroom wall. And then he plays for the Cowboys and gets millions of dollars. Like how, how ridiculous is that? When you just sit back and think about the standard that's being set, like how hypocritical is this league that they can do this sort of thing? And, and, and not like, and nobody cares the ratings this year for the NFL were better than they were in, in decades. Like it just, they just, it's a machine. It can't be stopped. It's like the damn terminators. It's like Skynet <laughs>
0: I, so I was weird. talking to a, I was talking to a coworker, and we were dancing around the same very issue. But yeah. I'm very interested to see what happens with this Johnny Manziel situation. I hate oh, yeah. being to, uh, someone that brings him up. I, I don't think he's even worth c- conversation. But just as an example, when you compare it to all the different abuse situations and how there seems to be a let's draw from a hat and find out what the penalty is for for any kind of abuse. Yeah. There needs to be a standard that's set and it needs to be harsh and it needs to be where it's going to get everyone Thinking twice about any action they could possibly take, any situation they're going to put themselves in, where they might even get the opportunity to abuse someone. If you're that hopped up and aggressive because that's the nature of the sport and that's what you made it, you need to make the penalty so severe. But, like, then you look at Johnny Mansell and you're like, well, he's just a clown. I can't believe in he's even – he, I, I'm surprised she didn't beat him up. He's a little doofus, but <laughs> you look at him and you don't think, oh, huge penalty and everything. But he's just as guilty as the other guys. Who yeah. knows what the penalty is going to be, though? And I want to see some regularity from the NFL. I want to see some standardization and not allowing these kind of things to continue. And I don't see that. And I think that's why, from Goodell, like why it's as soon as you see him, you're just like, Ugh, like you yeah. look like a weasel stop acting like one at least.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. And it's the thing that gets me to is the double standard that not just the league, but the fans have, and I'll give you a perfect example right now. Manziel is pretty much on his last leg. If he'll ever get a shot at the NFL ever again, maybe he will because the NFL will find some way to market him. as this great success story and comeback thing because that's what they do. But anyways, I digress right now. He's just a kid that needs help. Look at him. He's just a kid that needs help. He He's crying out for help. But Cam Newton, a guy who dances in the end zone, takes every single touchdown, gives it to a kid, every, touch, every touchdown he takes a football and gives it to a kid, he gives millions of dollars to charity, dresses up at Santa Claus, goes to Children's Hospital to give the sick kids presents. He's a thug. Like, what kind of double standard is that? Because he's black? Is that why that is? Like... I just – it drives me nuts that like, oh, a white quarterback. Oh, no, he's, he's just needs help. Oh, look at this guy dancing. Oh, dancing, that's not acceptable in the NFL. But go ahead and beat the crap out of your wife.
0: Yeah, I mean I've never been a big Cam Newton fan, yeah. but that's just more because I've never felt whether it's black, white, whatever, but the, the running uh, option type of offense didn't lend itself to a Super Bowl winning team.
1: It might now, be. maybe if it becomes <laughs>
0: before more prevalent, you yeah. know, sure, you know, but I didn't think that was a white or a black thing. I yeah. thought that was just a nature of the NFL kind of thing. Um, But maybe some people just don't like how aggressive he is as a quarterback because he's running, he's huge. He's yeah. knocking people over and they equate the style of play with the personality. It's easy to ignore all off the field stuff of All you're watching is the three hours they're on the field, and you see him just blasting into people because he's like, what, 6'10", 400 pounds or whatever. He's basically Um, like a Madden
1: character that you created. Like It's like, I like Michael Vick, but he's too small. What if I made him a lot bigger and a lot tougher? Like What What
0: if I gave him the speed of a running back but the size of an offensive lineman – And then just made him my quarterback. Let's do that. Um, That's essentially what he is in real life. And if that's all you see and you see a bruiser, maybe you equate that kind of play with the the personality as well. But I don't know. I mean, those are questions for smarter people than us to answer. But it just bothers me. And we're more interested in talking about this kind of stuff than the Super Bowl. And it has nothing to do with Cam Newton or anything. But, yeah, I'm bored of the Broncos. And I forget the Panthers are a team. I'm going to watch it. I'm not excited about it.
1: Yeah. I'll like check it out and see what the score is at various points. Like it's it's just not a thing anymore. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna do this awesome segue here, because we were talking about the Super Bowl. But there's this whole thing that happened before the Super Bowl and that was the regular season. Um this was this was the year for me that I actually en- I, I came back to enjoying football. Because for the first time and I'm actually even going to play ah see there it is yeah the Redskins fight song yeah <laughs> alright how about that this was the first time that I have been proud of my Washington football team and I can't tell you how long this was an incredible year for them because not because of the results the results were great but they have also had a result like that once before and that was with RG3 where it was all smoke and mirrors and they won they were 10-6 and 6 that year and they made the playoffs and then his knee was destroyed by a sniper um and we never heard from him <laughs> ever again um, This year, they did it the right way. They, they built through free agency. And, like, it wasn't just, like, the big-name free agents. They didn't do that this year. They got smart guys. They got guys that were going to be the leaders on the team. They built through the draft. It was like, who the hell is this team? What have you done with this? the bumbling fools that used to... Um, play every Sunday at FedEx field. This was a real team and like a real quarterback that knew what he was doing. And he wasn't just like running for his life and doing exciting stuff and risking his life every single time he played. Like it was, it was legitimately exciting to watch this team for the right reasons, not for this, like, Oh my God, he's going to get hurt again. Reasons like we had with RG three. And what was even cooler. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, are you implying that you like that?
1: I, oh Jesus! Yeah, we're gonna play that clip too. You like that. There it is. Yes, like yes, I that? do like that, Kirk. Thank you. Yes, I do. Um, what was cool, really, was um, my brother uh, is a Bucks fan because I don't Ouch. know, I don't know why. Um, he's a Bucks. Well, when he was little, he was like they have cannons in their stadium and they have a pirate ship, and I think that's cool. So that's that's Fair cool. enough. I can understand that. Um, but also, it's a little brother thing. He had to differentiate himself from myself and my dad because we're both Redskins fans. Um. He bought tickets to the Bucks redskins game. Now, for those of you who don't remember it, because it wasn't as important to everyone as it was to me and and, and my dad and my little brother, um, the Bucks were up 24 to nothing going into the first half, at the end of the first half. Going into the second half, the Redskins made a miraculous recovery, ended up winning the game 31 to 30. You like that! That's where you the like that. Kirk Cousins, you like that thing came from, was that game. And that was the first Redskins game I had been to in probably like five years. And it was incredible. But then not only that because I'm a turbo nerd, uh they at, they had this thing at work where they were asking trivia questions about the Redskins and nobody else knew the answer to this question except for me. And I won like front row tickets to the Giants Redskins game at FedEx Field. And it was it was so cool. It wasn't so cool that I was at the game. That that's always cool. But like the fact that I took my dad with me and my dad was like this was the closest I've ever sat to the field ever. This game was awesome. Thank you. And I was just like I had this moment of pride where I was like Oh, uh, I made my dad happy. Yay! Like, and they won, and too. So, I know it was it was awesome. but it was cool because. Yeah, speaking of
0: Anzell, I got to see him play when the I, we went to the Steelers game. Oh, Steelers did you really? Yeah, that was the one where uh, I think it was Timmons like grabbed him and like pulled him down, ripped his head off. Uh, and and he was just getting pounded by us. We destroyed them. Good. Uh, Antonio Brown did a flip in the end zone. We scored like seventeen touchdowns. I want to say, uh, we annihilated them so you're absolutely right it doesn't matter the game any game you go to is fun so being that close that must have been awesome
1: it really was man it really was and they made the playoffs but they didn't like back into the playoffs it wasn't like because everybody was like oh the nfc used to so bad yeah they were so bad but the redskins had a winning record they were nine and seven which is impressive considering that they were four and twelve the year before so poo poo them as much as you want i don't care my team had a winning record. They made the playoffs. Yes, they lost to the, the Packers, but uh, hey, have you guys ever heard of this guy named Aaron Rodgers? He's been a multiple MVP and he won a Super Bowl. Um, I can understand why they lost. They still need more pieces. They still need more help on defense, but God damn it, they made the playoffs and that was exciting.
0: I do not recognize the Super Bowl that Aaron Rodgers won. Um, so the, uh,
1: It's still under protest.
0: Yeah, the, the nice thing for you guys, too, is that The entire NFC, you're right. It is bad. The NFC East. But the Skins are the only team that's on their way up. Like, the Cowboys, Romo's getting older. He's getting hurt. Who knows the identity of that team? Um, The uh, Giants changing their coach. Who knows where that's going to go? And the Eagles are a hot mess. Chip Kelly just set that team on fire. And then, peace, I'm going to the coast. Like, he had... No idea what he's doing as the GM, and just blew that team to pieces. They're on their way down, or at least question marks. You like you said, you guys established a young core. You drafted that. What's his name for the O line? That was your biggest weakness. You sure up that secondary, Sheriff? Yeah, you sure up that secondary. Maybe uh, define the running game a little bit. Draft a wideout. You guys are on your way up. You're the only team that I think is moving in that direction. So you're right even even though you lost to a multiple MVP in the first round of the playoffs, this was a by and far our successful year for you. Yeah,
1: and I got to say, honestly, they were in playoff game mode like after um, after the Dallas loss at home. When they lost to the Cowboys at home, they won every single game after that. They were in playoff mode. You could see it in the way that they were playing. They were just like, no one is beating us. And that game, the, the Week 17 against the Cowboys – in Dallas, when the Redskins had nothing to play for because they had already made the playoffs, and they smoked the Cowboys, yeah. and it was it was awesome. Brutal. They and I can't remember the quarterback's name. Was it Kellen Moore, the dude that played at Boise State, uh, the one that did the uh, Statue of Liberty play against Oklahoma? Um, yeah, yeah, he was the quarterback for the Cowboys. It's like that's all you guys have. That's that's who you're putting out here. Okay, like it was. Ouch. Oh, God, it was fantastic. I love watching the Cowboys implode, especially because it means that ESPN has nothing to cover because they love them some Cowboys.
0: They do. They love them. And they, I mean, because they're in Bristol, they, they'll they cover the Patriots ad nauseum. But yeah, yeah. they America's team, man.
1: Yeah. And, I, and I, I'm again, let me thank you for reminding me that that America's team was basically just a PR stunt because Dallas is a horrible cesspool of murder and death. <laughs>
0: yeah when you get your uh one of your most beloved president's heads blown apart um on tv like basically in <laughs> dallas yeah. yeah you need the huge pr campaign and that was part of it calling them dallas is a america's team
1: yeah way to go cowboys i hate you that's you like the, that's the only football team i think i actually despise like the the eagles like they're just like the way I describe the Eagles, everybody has one of these friends—the drunken, loud, obnoxious friend that you can't, you almost can't stand. Until we you have say, that
0: friend, yeah. we've been that friend. Yeah, everyone right. knows what we're talking about.
1: But it's—he's one of those guys that when you, when you really need something, he's there to help you. That's Philadelphia as a city. Like they're—they're <laughs> they're a dick. They'll throw batteries at baseball players. They'll throw snowballs at Santa Claus. But, like, if you need somebody to help you move your couch because all the rest of your friends are assholes, Philadelphia is there to help you out. So <laughs> New, York, New York's the other way around, though. New York's very classy and very, like, refined. But you, you can never get a hold of them when you need them. They're, they're worthless. Like, they're, they've got important things to do. They're, they're very important. Like, they can't be bothered with helping you with things.
0: I would say I had that like loathing feeling for only the Ravens that's understandable until the playoffs. Yeah. I never gave a crap about the Bengals and now I do. Yeah. And I don't know if that's really what the Bengals wanted. Like we had a rivalry. We are in the same division. We always wanted to win the game and everything, but now everyone in our city, like it's, Boy, you should have let that sleeping dog lie, Cincinnati. I don't know what you were thinking, but we're coming for you now.
1: That was an ugly, ugly, ugly game.
0: I have watched a lot of football in my day. Yeah. That ranks in the top three most insane games I've ever seen in my life, like watched, been a part of in any way. That game was, I can't describe it.
1: I've never seen anything like that. Like Cincinnati was. What were they up? Fifteen nothing.
0: Like, yeah, they were down the 15-0. Oh, wait, that's right, yeah. They yeah. came back in, in the end of the game and they were winning and Ben had been knocked out. Landry Jones comes in, first pass, throws a pick to Vontez Perfect. He runs out of the stadium like a freaking lunatic. Um, we're thinking it's over. Shazier strips the ball from, uh, what's his name, Hill, yeah. um, who was all fired up and trying to fight everyone we knocked Giovanni Bernard out. Um, same guy, Shazier, was the yeah. one who was all over the running backs. Yeah. They pulled the fumble, Ben marched their way down, then all the nonsense with the penalties, Perfect, clearly trying to injure Antonio Brown. He had yep. no interest in doing anything. He was the one responsible for knocking out Le'Veon Bell in the regular season, Yeah, knocking Ben out in that game, and knocking Antonio Brown's head off of his shoulders i mean the guy has no interest but doing anything but hurting people i know the nfl system he has three games it'll get appealed down to one or two but i mean they need to look at what he's doing he's trying he was dancing and clapping when he blew out Le'Veon bell's knee that was a regular season game like six weeks in this there was no playoffs in the line yet and i mean the guy is just trying to hurt people um it was madness, that game. I mean, people around here in the Pittsburgh area, they were turning the TV off when Landry threw that pick. Everyone was going to bed. You wake up the next morning, find out a miracle happened. Yeah. You missed one of the biggest games. Not this game. Not not until those three zeros across the clock do I turn it off. But, yeah. um, God, man, I mean, I can't understand that game it still gets me fired up
1: yeah that was like I said I've never seen a game like that I mean I I don't really understand because wasn't Porter Joey Porter's our coach now isn't he yeah yeah he was out on the field and like there was no penalty for that but then there was that Pac-Man Jones thing and like it just it was baffling like I don't think honestly what should have happened was is they should have said you know what neither of you win go home like it was just like it should have just been like when when your dad when your dad just gets mad at you. Like if you've got you got a little brother, so you can appreciate this. Your dad gets mad at you and just like takes the Super Nintendo away, and it's like I'm done. I'm tired of hearing this. Neither of you is playing this, and you're both just sitting there like, what just happened? Like,
0: yeah, but then in some backwards way, the Patriots would have gotten a second buy, and yeah. everyone would have been like, oh my god, they're trying to give the they're tra- cheating 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 for the Patriots. Yeah, um, and everyone would have lost their freaking minds. Yeah, and
1: like. You guys ended up losing to, to Denver. And I got to say, for all the players that you had out, because that was – you guys were, like, on your, like, third and fourth and fifth string You guys were, like, signing people from, like, flag football leagues to play that game.
0: And <laughs> I like, did get a call to come play O-line. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not even yeah. that big. I mean, I'm tall, but yeah,
1: it I was, was surprised. It was, it was they, I got to give them credit, though, man. The Steelers fought hard. They had that game, like, up until the third quarter. And then Peyton Manning just has, like – just this little tiny bit of pixie dust left in his body. Like he's like, it's like bone on bone grinding against itself. Like he's got like no ligaments. He's got no tendons. He's got like nothing left to like protect himself, but he manages to throw these like miracle passes every now and then. And like he he's, I hate him. I really do. And
0: (laughs) I like, it was definitely the the defense like yeah. that's carrying him, and I yeah. as a Steelers fan, I know all about that Run, you know the the yeah. ground and pound kind of Steelers. Yeah, I talked to my brother right after the Steelers beat the Bengals, and I said, honestly, who do you want to win? Do you want to play Peyton again, or would you rather play the Steelers? And he says. God, I hope the uh, Broncos win because if the Steelers can muddle through and beat the Broncos, they're going to be a team of destiny kind of feel. And I don't see us beating that at all. And he felt they had a better chance against the Broncos, but that defense is for real.
1: See, I had the the exact opposite. I wanted the Steelers to pull out a miracle and then have to come to Foxborough because I knew that even if they were a team of destiny, they weren't going to beat the Patriots in New England to get to the Super Bowl. It just wasn't going to happen. And the- I don't know, man. We would
0: add, we would add D'Angelo back. We had that's Antonio true. Brown back. Ben that's has true. another week to rest his shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. That's and we true. were without our full complement of guys week one when we played the Patriots yeah. in Foxborough, and it was close. We we got beat, but that's when we missed all those field goals. Yeah. Uh, Darius Hayward Bay caught a wide open touchdown, decided to step out of bounds for no reason. Yeah. Um. I mean, we were actually closer to that game than we thought. Full complement yeah. of guys. I would have given a 50-50 shot.
1: Yeah, that's true. And honestly, the Patriots looked like dog crap in that game against Denver. And that's what's that's what's funny about this. This is why I think Denver has no shot in winning the Super Bowl, by the way. The Patriots' offensive line was like Swiss cheese. Their Denver's defense was everywhere. Brady was like getting sacked. I've never seen Brady actually look rattled, and he looked rattled. And they still were like what, a point away from winning? Or tying, yeah, it was eighteen sixteen or seventeen yeah. sixteen because extra of that point conversion. Because of yeah. that fluky missed extra point, like it was just, yep. it was a very strange game. The Patriots almost pulled it out, but like it was just a very, very odd game. And the only, the only person they can, the only people they should be blaming is themselves because had they won against Miami or had they won against um, uh, the Eagles, they would have had home field advantage throughout the playoffs, and they didn't pull it off. So. That's their goal. The way I
0: look, I, I 100% agree. I think the Broncos are going to just get steamrolled. Because the way I see it is, if you uh, pair up the Cardinals team and the Patriots, I'd say their defense is probably about the same scale. Their offense is about the same scale. They're both very good teams. The Broncos barely beat the Patriots. Yeah, The Carolina Panthers smoked the Cardinals. I mean, yeah. that game, I watched it for about – two and a half quarters and i said i can't watch this anymore this is brutal i'm yep. going to bed this is ridiculous it's it wasn't even a game yep. and the cardinals were a very good team this year yeah i
1: was rooting for them too i really wanted to see a patriots cardinal super bowl um or at least the cardinals in there because i i think larry fitzgerald was one of the most amazing players we've seen in our time he i saw a stat the other day he has had 24 drops in his entire career He's only dropped 24 passes, and he's been playing for, what, 10, 11 years, something like that?
0: Yeah, he's been in the league for a while. Like, um, If I'm remembering his story correctly, I think it was the Vikings he was like a ball boy for. Like, He's literally been around the NFL his entire life. He was like born to play football. And yeah, watching him beat the Packers on that like overtime run and stuff, I was kind of with you. I didn't want Carolina to win. I I like the guys on uh, the Cardinals better. Is what it is, though.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's. I thought that if anybody was going to be a uh, a team of destiny, it was going to be Arizona. But you know, it, it, it happens. And now I don't care about the Super Bowl. So
0: that's why they play the games, Mike.
1: Thanks, thanks, Steve. Back to you. Uh, <laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll put the we'll put the football to rest uh, for this year. Um, and our predictions. Well, one last thing. Yeah, Both think
0: Carolina is going to do it, but super way too early predi- predictions next year who do you think what two teams are you picking to go in the uh, super bowl next year
1: <sighs> next year um
0: completely this is just i mean you're flipping a coin basically on whatever two teams you think there's, there's no data or analysis who do you think who do you feel
1: Okay, so no no analysis, no thinking about this, just my
0: gut. Oh, you can think about, like, whatever oh, okay. rationale, okay. but I'm saying, like, okay. we haven't been studying for the last couple of weeks and injuries and drafts analysis. Gotcha. No, 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 yes. just okay. your gut feeling. Who do you feel?
1: I think the Carolina Panthers are going to get figured out next year. It's just like any other team that's doing something that everybody can't stop. They're going to figure them out. That's what happens in the NFL. They call it Parity. They're going to figure out what is going on with that team and they're going to stop them. I think you're going to have to have a team that's complete to go in the NFC. Um, I think th- this – God, I shouldn't be this hopeful. Um, no, I can't pick the Redskins. I want to. God, I want to. I want to so bad. to would be like, they're going to the Super Bowl. But then I'll be like every other a-hole Redskins fan around here who thinks they're always going to the Super Bowl. Um You know, I'm going to go for the the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are close. I really do. Um, I'm going to say Cardinals and to mix it up, I was surprised at how good they were. No, you know what? Andy Reid can't coach his way out of a paper bag. Um, I was going to say the Cardinals and the Chiefs, but I don't see that happening. Uh, (laughs) I'm thinking, ooh, here we go. Uh, Do it, Mike. Are you ready for this? I'm thinking Cardinals-Raiders. What? Yeah
0: the Las Vegas Raiders
1: the Las Vegas Raiders <laughs> I forgot about the Las Vegas shit. Oh my god. Um because like it's just one of the they're one of those teams that like they started doing good stuff this year and I feel like the Raiders are due for one of those weird fluky seasons like they had um the year after Gruden left when they got to the Super Bowl when Callahan was their coach. Um they're due for one of those weird seasons where it's just like everything clicks for mm-hmm. them and all of a sudden Everybody who pretended like they weren't a Raiders fan for the last 10 years puts on their Raiders jerseys again. They're like, ah, the Raiders. So interesting. It'll be totally weird and totally off the wall, but like the NFL is kind of like that. Who would have predicted that the Panthers would have been 15 and 1 this year?
0: That's true. I mean, they, they beat the Cardinals last year in the playoffs, but that's only because they were on their third string when then they got whooped. Yeah. Huh. I never, I mean, I never would have picked the Raiders. I don't know. I mean, I still think they're a couple years away. I think they're on the way up, yeah. Because I think the Chargers and the Broncos on their way down, yeah. Like the Peyton's going to be gone, that team's just going to deflate. I think, but um, what if what if I picked Redskins Steelers?
1: I would be okay with that because that's what <laughs> that's what my heart wants, Steve. My heart like wants-
0: what if we like, but then we can't be friends for like two weeks. Well, we can't be like, friends.
1: We can be friends up to the game. We just can't be friends during the game. That's how that works, man. Like, it's. It'll be like we'll talk. We'll talk trash. It'll be fine.
0: I don't know if my heart can take that three hour not being friends with you, Mike. Aww. I'm bearing my soul here on the podcast. <laughs>
1: I'll tell. I'll tell you this. If okay, first off, if they make the Super Bowl, okay, I think we would have to have some sort of epic bet going on where it's like, if the Redskins win, you have to like shave your beard completely and like and wear a redskins jersey for a week or something like that and i would have to do the same like and i and it's not because of you but i just don't like the steelers in general because i know so many obnoxious people from pittsburgh who have ruined it for me that being said i have a lot of friends who are steelers fans too who are not obnoxious so it's like they're not on my hate list like the cowboys are but they're on one of the—they're one of those teams where, like, if they're playing a team I like, like the Patriots or the Redskins, I don't want them to win. But if they're playing anybody else, I'm like, ah, they're a blue collar team. I like them.
0: But, yeah, we we tend to get each other all riled up. Like yeah. when you get us one on one, we're fine, good people. But then when we're all like together in a group, we're like, ah, Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> like we we got all crazy. You know what I mean? So hey, after it's...
1: the game, are we going downtown? Yeah,
0: yeah. 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 Exactly. You just we get each other up and I I could see and plus there's always I don't know a third of the stadium at any stadium you go to that are Steelers fans doesn't even matter if the Steelers are playing that game there are people walking around in Steelers jerseys so I can see how that could get annoying for non-Steeler fans yeah you guys have a lot of bandwagon hoppers yeah Um, and that's why I mean again all credit to my brother I can't believe he's been a Patriots fan in this town since like fourth grade or whatever but good on him um yeah it's not always yeah. easy
1: as a Patriots fan because you end up having to answer a lot of questions well you just like because they won Super Bowls not nah, dude I liked them when they were horrible when before like when Bledsoe was their quarterback remember that guy the guy who get murdered so Brady could be the player like that
0: that's exactly yeah. when Grant jumped on he was very young yeah. um yeah you pretty much have to be like completely well-versed in the NFL's entire like rules and procedures policy to be an NF or like a new England fan. Uh, Cause people are going to be like, well, what about the flake? It? what about this? And you're like, all right, here's what the book says yeah. Boom, article, whatever. And then you just go through all the reasons why you're like, and this is don't even worry about that. And then by that point, they just don't like you because you know way more than they do. So they stop liking yeah. you. For a different reason. Exactly.
1: I actually, on the on the Comics Online podcast, I actually got accused of sounding like Johnny Cochran um, when we were talking about the Flake gate, because I got very passionate. I was like, how are you going to suspend him without any evidence? You got no proof. You got no evidence. You got nothing. (laughs) Like, I mean, like I was, I was like fired up. I was
0: like, Like, I just feel like you have to be like a lawyer or something to like (laughs) the Patriots. You have to know so much.
1: Yeah, and like I love, I love when they're when the uh, it was against the Ravens when they were they were changing like their formations and stuff and their play calls and the Ravens <laughs> were getting mad and then like I love I love smug Tom Brady it's my favorite because he's like up there at the podium they're like what do you what do you have to say about John Harbaugh saying that you guys stretched the rule book and that you used uh, uh, improper uh, improper uh, uh, formations and he was just like huh, well I think John Harbaugh needs to read his rule book <laughs>
0: like I was <laughs> that just was. Like, I mean, oh. there's a lot of debate here about who's the greater evil, New England or Baltimore, because yeah. it's it, it goes back and forth a lot. But, God, I love that game. Where <laughs> Harbaugh's like running out and screaming the refs. He's like, they're not letting us play football the right way. <laughs> just He couldn't figure out how they were doing football. Yeah. And he was just like, but they're not giving my defense time to play defense. I don't understand. And I'm just saying they're like, guy. That's your job is to figure out how the other team plays football and play it more better than them like they're that's out, your job
1: football, <laughs> they're out footballing us i don't know how to
0: yeah, they're doing now. more gooder i i ah! like he just freaked out and I, his press conference I, I was dying i was laughing so hard cuz yeah. like he just sound like a little kid who just got beaten up by like his older brother or whatever he's like he didn't he didn't let me win I hate this. And he was just so angry.
1: (laughs) My brother beat me in the Super Bowl, and now I'm not going to get a chance because his team sucks. (laughs) Like, quick aside real quick, too. You know how great it is to feel as a a Redskins fan and see another team out there that's a bigger, like, cluster F than yours? The San Francisco 49ers are a dumpster fire, and it is, like... I am enjoying this so much because it's like watching, it's like going back in time and watching what happened when Dan Snyder first took over the Redskins. Like, there's this there's this young brash owner who has ridiculous amounts of money for no reason, who is having his team play on a crap field, which like Levi's Stadium, the field looks like garbage. What kicker was it? Was the guy for the Ravens who like lost his foot in like a uh, in like a sinkhole when he was trying to kick a field goal? (laughs) Like something ridiculous like that. Yeah, like he went to kick and like you saw his foot like just disappear. Like it was. Yeah, <laughs> it's this, like the beginning
0: of tremors. Yeah, it was.
1: <laughs> his foot like just completely is gone. Yeah, or like that scene in the. Um, with Bane and the, the Dark Knight Returns. Like it was. Yeah, like the whole field just like collapses. And like. You know, before the
0: explosion, that was a pretty beautiful stadium.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, because it was Pittsburgh, right? <laughs> yeah, it sure was. Field. Um. But, yeah, it was so nice to have another team distract everybody from the dumpster fire that is normally the Washington Redskins. So
0: Yeah, because, like, they made it so that no one from that team's attractive. Like, they were talking about shopping Colin Kaepernick out to the Jets. And Brandon Marshall, the wide receiver, is like, I don't want him. I don't want Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Like, no one wants this team with a 10-foot pole. Yeah. And when that's the spot where Chip Kelly lands, do you think throwing gasoline on that fire is the way to go? Nope. But I don't it, know. Yeah, I'll say ev- this, man. every San Fran- needs that
1: laughing stock. San Francisco might be really entertaining next year. Like, yeah, Chip Kelly's crazy, but he also managed to take the Eagles to two 10 and six records. You know, like that's, that's something a lot of people are forgetting. Yes, this year was bad, yeah. but the two years prior, he managed to turn a, a, an average team into a team that made the playoffs. So it might be exciting.
0: You're, I mean, you're right, like, logically speaking, but anytime his team's on the field, like, I just want to turn my TV up to, like, two times speed and play yakity sacks and just watch the chaos that is his teams running around and doing nonsense. Um, I don't know. Every team has that, like, weird team, though. Like, I feel like in the NBA, it's the 76ers who are just, like, trying to tank seven seasons in a row, I think, or something. They, yeah. They're like, no, no, this is working. This is working. We're going to get... Ex- we're going to keep losing until we win. Like that's their strategy. Um, and and everyone just sitting there like, okay, Philadelphia, thanks for the free win. I guess yeah. um, it's like in fantasy when you have that one team that the guy drafted and then never touches his team again. And everyone just gets a free win. Like every league has that, yeah. that team that's just like, I don't know what they're doing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we'll we'll go ahead and put the, uh, the NA- NFL for 2015 uh, to bed here. Uh, I am looking forward to next year, though. This is the yeah. first year in a long time that I'm really excited about what could happen, so looking forward to that. Sweet. Uh, um, wanted to touch on it real quick. Um, it's funny being a D.C. sports fan because, especially in recent years, well, the last 20 years, every time you, a team is doing well, something horrible happens. Um the Redskins made the playoffs in two thousand twelve. RG 3s knee just completely came undone. He was like a uh like an action figure whose leg just like separated at the knee. Um just gone. That completely. little pin that came yeah, they goes exactly. through it just popped out. Exactly. And you have no idea where it went. It like fell off your bed. It's under somewhere. Your you dog ate it. it. Who knows? It's it's gone. It's gone, and so is RG three. And I feel so bad for the guy, but like that happened to them. The Capitals, I can't tell you how many times the Capitals have been up Three games to one. Like there was a stat that I saw one time that said um, in the NHL there have been such and such teams that have been up three games to one and then lost the series. The Caps are like take up like twenty two percent of that. So that means the whole rest of the (laughs) league, the other the other twenty nine teams have done it. Have done it. I I thought you were gonna say
0: like the way you were saying as of like there have been so many T like teams that have been three and one and lost the Capitals are that team. Like yeah. I thought they were, you were going to finish that. It's just them. No one else.
1: Yeah, no, it's, they've done it 22% of the time, meaning that the whole rest of the league is done at 78% of the time, which is frightening. But like this, this year, man, there's something about this year that the number one team in the league right now, they're, they're just clicking on all cylinders. They look like they're just on fire. Like no one can stop them, but I'm, I'm pos- I'm hope, hopefully optimistic, I guess is the right word. But I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. What is going to happen this time? Are we going to run into another Yaroslav Halak who just is on fire and is standing on his head, blocking every shot? Like uh, there's something, something's going to happen. Something weird's going to happen, or maybe this is the year. Fingers crossed. Knock on wood. Like I'm hoping this is the year where they can put it together. Because of all the teams in DC, I mean, I would love to see the Nats win a World Series. I'd love. To, I don't really care about the Wizards. Um, <laughs> I'd love to see the Redskins <laughs> win another Super Bowl. But I, the most I would love to see the Caps win a Stanley Cup. Like they're they're the closest to my heart of all the sports teams in this area.
0: All right. You I mean you don't have the Pens to contend with this year? So
1: yeah. What's up with them, dude?
0: Your guess is as good as mine. Yeah. Like they're. I mean, like, I mean, they've had some changes with their personnel and everything, but like not drastic ones. Yeah. Sid just disappeared. I don't know. They, you just, I don't know. They have to put it together. It, the, I think the season's lost, and they just have to focus on building for next year. But yeah, it's probably nice to not have that rival anywhere near you. Yeah,
1: it's it's funny. Normally, it's the it's the Penguins Capitals rivalry, like that's the big one. But like, it's no longer. I'm not gonna say it's no longer a thing. I mean, it's still a thing. But like, the big one right now is the Rangers. Like they they're the team that's knocked us out three years in a row it's we got to beat them. And so far this season, the caps are undefeated against the Rangers. But like the only way I would be comfortable with dealing with the Rangers would be if, if they just managed to injure every single player on their team, (laughs) the game before they made the playoffs so that they're just using like AHL scrubs. You heard
0: here first (laughs) folks, Mike is petitioning our listeners to go out and (laughs) injure the Rangers players before the playoffs start. You hear that Mike is endorsing violence against the rangers (laughs) so his team can win thanks you can take that to the bank
1: let's be honest here nhl fans if you're a fan of any team other than the rangers you want the same thing too okay (laughs) nobody (laughs) likes the rangers except for rangers fans no nobody's like well i like this team and the rangers it's like no no absolutely not no definitely not and i'm sure the islanders could get behind me on this one Uh, the islanders don't (laughs) like them either so
0: it's kind of like in baseball like everyone wears a yankees hat i don't know if People are actually Yankees fans. Yeah. I see people wear Rangers stuff, but I don't know if they're actually fans. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Just whatever. Ugh. They're just horrible people. Like, they should just all... (laughs) Ugh. Like, at least least with Pittsburgh, like, at least you guys are likable, you know? (laughs) Like... You guys are nice. fun. Like, you'll beat us and you'll win a Stanley Cup. You're like, hey, let's go get a beer and a sandwich with a bunch of crap on it. Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll like, fix
0: your car or something after. I mean, it's not, <laughs> we're not animals.
1: Yeah, exactly. But, like, the Rangers and Islanders fans are like this, too. There were all these stories after the uh, Caps Islanders series um, in the first round of the playoffs. A lot of Caps fans went up to Long Island to go see the Caps play. And, like, Islanders fans were, like, pissing on their cars and, like, just, like, knocking off their side view mirrors with, like, baseball bats and crap like that. Like, I guess it's just a New York thing. They're just hateful and they hate everybody. Like, Yeah, it was brutal, man. But, like, it's – I guess it's just New York. I mean, nothing against any New Yorkers who are listening to this, but you guys are animals. I'm sorry. It's a proven fact. It's parenthetical proof.
0: I'm saying though, look looking at the standings, I didn't realize watching is up. They're up 15 points on the Rangers. So I yeah. mean, you're not gonna be seeing them probably until, you know, the Eastern Conference Championship.
1: Yeah. The only the only thing that really scares me isn't even in their division. It's it's Florida. Um because Florida for some reason is just a juggernaut this year. Like Yaramir Jagger's like 65 years old. Like he's like cashing his like AARP checks and stuff. Like he's got social security, but he's still scoring goals. Like the dude is just like he doesn't age and their defense is good. Like their goalie situation is good. That's the only team that really scares me. So I'm hoping somebody either knocks them off or they come limping into the playoffs, like towards the Eastern conference finals. And that's when the caps are playing them.
0: Little known fact about Yarmir Yager. He was actually on the Bruins when they were in original six team. (laughs) True. True fact. it
1: It turns out that Yarmir Yager, Is actually Rasputin. Uh, He is immortal. Um, He continues to drink the blood of the non believers in order to sustain his long standing life.
0: Yeah, so like that's not Red Gatorade in that bottle, guys. Um, Yeah, you can shoot him, you can stab him, throw him in a river. He's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, Yeah, he's that they say hockey players are tough. Obviously, (laughs) Rasputin is a hockey player. Um,
1: Rasputin, the hockey player.
0: I can't remember what oh who was it? It was this was like I don't know eight years ago or something. There was an NHL player before a game, he got hit by a car and then went and played that game that night. I I know exactly what you're
1: talking about. Oh my god, hang on. NHL player hit by car. I'm using here it is hit hit by car. Here it is. Google, Google help me up. Brendan Witt.
0: (laughs) I mean I don't know. Brendan Witt played for the caps too. Any professional sport. I, I would get my butt handed to me and any sport of course but i can't imagine too many other sports players are getting hit by like an suv and then just going no no i'm good i'm gonna shake it off i'm gonna go i got a game to play
1: i remember brendan went too he played for the caps like he um let me see if i can find the yeah um when he was playing for the islanders in 2009 uh he was hit by a car and then played the (laughs) jesus christ
0: Like that's dedication right there.
1: What was that? Wit, you got hit by a car. Are you okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Let me just put my skates on. Like, I, I still yeah,
0: think. I, from my understanding, the the car owner actually filed a an insurance claim against Wit for the damage to the car. He
1: cross checked the car. Like, <laughs> he threw it into the boards, like roughed it up a little bit. Like, got a sucker punch in there.
0: He gets the whistle. He throws his arms up. What?
1: What did I do? Come on! What? Let, let the players play, ref.
0: Come on! Come on!
1: <laughs> God. Uh, I, <laughs> I wanted to, because um, you are. When it comes to the music, you are like the, just the the man. You know everything about new music that's coming out. Um, and I know awesome. you're, you're you're quite excited about it. You're you're a big fan. Um, so I always defer to you when it comes to music news. And I wanted, I know you were excited about a recent album that came out. Um, so oh, go, yeah. go, go head deep in that one, man. Go right ahead.
0: All right. Anyone who's listening, go ahead and just turn it off because you're not going to want to hear any of this. And this is going to be about, oh, three more hours about me talking about this. Uh, my favorite band, Dream Theater. We had a podcast a while ago where we talked about our, our top five favorite bands. Um, there was one where we talked about uh, Guilty Pleasure bands. This was before that. Yeah. Um, my number one was dream theater still is uh they just dropped a album uh the 29th uh so last friday it is a two hour and 15 minutes rock opera now this is a prog rock band if you like rush if you like yes there's a little metallica sprinkled in they do music unlike any other rock band you've ever heard um there's a musicality, but there's heaviness. There's really all the elements. Um, the, the keyboardist went to Juilliard. The three guys went to the Berklee School of Music. They understand music the way you and me understand English. They just can write in it the way we speak. Um, this thing is so beautiful. It's called The Astonishing, um, and it just tells this story. It's a kind of dystopian future where it kind of went back to feudal times kings horses swords that kind of thing but there's no music anymore and one guy um, named gabriel kind of rediscovers music and that creativity is a problem for the established royalty that could you know spark a revolution um and so it's you know, really heavy stuff for the bad guy parts and light, beautiful, melodic stuff for the love parts. And it, it just weaves back and forth. You feel like you're watching a movie. You feel like, I don't want to say like game of Thrones. It just feels like that. Cause of like horses and stuff. But, um, I, it just, it, this album's touched me in a way that music hasn't in quite some time. And I listen to music almost every single day. Um, so anyone who's into like if you're just into like pop stuff, just want to hear a three minute song and then you're out this is not for you. But if you have like the time that you would watch a movie, if you want to sit down and have like a sonic story told to you through your headphones, this is the one to do. Uh, if you like stuff that's many levels, like I said, like prog rock stuff like Rush, King Crimson, etc., please check it out it is so freaking good you'd imagine i'm being paid by them the way i'm talking about it but um no quite the opposite i'm going to see them in greensburg uh pa at the palace theater in april um because they're doing the whole album top to bottom just in its story order because it is one whole story yeah so um thanks for cutting me off because i would keep going (laughs) no
1: man like i i love it i love how passionate you are about this um I, I have become such an old man when it comes to music. Like, I just... Uh, damn kids and their rap music. Like, that's, that's pretty much what comes out of my mouth on a regular basis. Like, I just... I don't see much value in modern rock at all. And I was such a rock fan for such a long time. And it's so hard to find any good music. And because I have a 17-year-old stepdaughter um, and a 7-year-old son, that's... We listen to, like, Top 40 all the time. And, like, I find myself singing along to pop songs. And honestly... I don't really care. Like I'm perfectly fine with it. I enjoy them. I'm like, there's certain ones that I like more than others, but still like deep down in my heart, like there's this dude like in torn jeans and like a flannel shirt tied around his waist. And he's like, bro, what are you doing, man? Like I still have my moments where I have to like wake myself from this. And I still will pump children and bodum as loud as I can before I have to go into work to make sure I'm pumped and ready to go to deal with the monotony. That is my job. Um <laughs> But like, the, I shouldn't laugh at that. No, no, you should because it's horrible. Um, <laughs> But um I um like the Foo Fighters a couple months ago put out an EP um called Saint Cecilia and I don't know if you got a chance to listen to it it's actually free you can download it on their website for free um what? yeah I know right it's like five, it's like 5 tracks but it is I I enjoyed every single one of them and the first track self-titled self, uh, Saint Cecilia is just incredible it's 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 catchy it's it's like guitar heavy like the Foo Fighters are meant to be but this is all stuff that was written after Dave Grohl broke his leg in Sweden, so you you can kind of tell that he's kind of dealing with that because it's as a rock star like you're supposed to be invincible, and I'm sure that that kind of took a shot at his ego. But like he took it and ran with it. He was like, "No, I'm not indestructible," but like and he and you can hear it in the, in the lyrics in the songs um, that it affects his writing, but it's, it's just as powerful as it's ever been, man. And like I think he's just gonna come back stronger than ever. I think that this is gonna be one of those bands that's gonna be like. Rolling Stones, like... Um, I'm trying to think of some other bands that have some stay, staying power that just, like, rock into, like, when they're in their, like, 50s and 60s and 70s.
0: ACDC? ACDC. I mean, they're yeah, yeah. They're, they've been yeah. going around for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it, and scientifically I've read some things as well, like some articles and reports that, like, as you go through puberty and, and as you go from a, a child to an adult there's something formative in the brain that the music you're listening to at that time kind of becomes your thing and when you get to your adulthood that that door kind of closes so like new music kind of just bounces off of you because there isn't that open accepting i'm starting to get my personality it's kind of already formed the cement has kind of dried uh so to speak um so I, I'm in the same boat as you, but I'm never going to fault anyone for liking what they like, yeah. because I don't know what your life experience is. I don't know. That song doesn't speak to me. The lyrics, I don't have any personal connection to them or the, the type of music, but doesn't mean it doesn't for you. You might be, you know, religiously experiencing that song the same way I do when I listen to this Dream Theater album for the 7000th time in my life, because um, I still transport back to the time I first heard it or there's something that I've heard a hundred times that I hear in a new way um, because there's nostalgia and musicality and everything kind of all balled together in what you've liked. So like we've talked on that prior podcast, for yes. you, it's a Nirvana into the Foo Fighters. So there's that ingrained love for that sound yeah. because you were at that age when you were listening to it. Not the same way I was listening to the up here. It's the 105.9 X yeah. that was like the alt rock station Ours was uh,
1: and, was 991 WHFS. And
0: but we still mean, remember that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I haven't listened to that station in forever, but I still yeah. remember it from high school. You
1: know, you said something and it reminded me. and I'm going to tell this real quick story. You said like you still remember where you were the first time you heard that album. I remember the first time I ever heard the song Everlong by the Foo Fighters Uh, I was in I was in Westminster, Maryland because that's where we had our football camp for high school football like they took us away for a week and we stayed in the dorms in this college in Western Maryland University is what it was we stayed in the dorms there and me and my roommate both liked that kind of music so we had HFS on our radio as we were getting like ready to go for like our morning practice and that song came on and I was like this song is amazing I was like that's, the, that's their new album oh my god like I was just like blown away and like we were like going over like offensive schemes and I couldn't think about it I didn't care I was just like I gotta get home and get that new Foo Fighters album like that's all I could think about for the rest of the day like it's so crazy that memory you just jumped. that was awesome
0: it's it's pretty cool how powerful music is that way. Like, one of my favorite guitarists, his name's Joe Satriani. Yeah. Um, he's a, an extremely technically proficient guitarist. He'll play things that'll just... I mean, it sounds like almost a whole band, just, but it's a guitar. It's amazing what he can do with it. Um, but the story goes, he was at football practice, heard that Jimi Hendrix died, walked to the coach and said, Coach, I gotta quit, I gotta go become a guitarist, and just left, and just went and mastered the guitar um, and he's responsible for teaching uh, a lot of guitarists like he was their instructor in california uh two of the most notable ones steve vi he was a guitarist for like white snake and he's a, a solo guitarist as well yeah. and kirk Hammett of metallica yeah wow so there's no metallica I without steve Vai. so like it's kind of cool like you said like football and just sparked that story in my brain i was yeah. like yeah, you're not the only one who's like, I can't think about football right now. I got to think yeah. about music. You know, it's just, this is what my brain's about.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wanted to give you something here because we're both huge Star Wars nerds and I wanted to read this to you because when I read it, it blew my mind. Um, and this is what it, it, it's all about that final scene. And not the final scene, but that cl- uh, climactic scene with Han Solo and uh, Kylo Ren when they're on that catwalk.
0: Yeah, it's, they do their little turn on the catwalk. And turn they, on the catwalk. Uh, turn Turn on
1: the catwalk. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks for ruining that, Steve. Appreciate yep. that. Okay. Yep. This, is, this is what it says, and you'll you'll appreciate this, and this might blow your mind too. I think Han is the one who acted activated the lightsaber, not Kylo Ren. I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. Will you help me? Says Kylo Ren. Han. Yes, anything. Kylo pulls out his lightsaber and holds it with both hands. Han reaches down, grasps the center of it. We just see their faces, but notice they aren't struggling. Lightsaber activates and goes through Han. Kylo looks. Startled for a moment and says thank you, Han touches his son's face and falls into the abyss. Kylo slash Ben's journey to the dark side required him to kill his father. Han knew this and knew that Snoke would kill his son if he failed the task. By Han activating the lightsaber himself, Kylo can still go back to Snoke and report that the deed is done, but the fact that it really wasn't him that killed his father ensures that there will always be a smidge of light left in him that can never be snuffed out. Thus, eventually, Han's sacrifice will succeed in his promise to bring their son home
0: see now i i had read that before oh yeah and i the reason i don't buy that one is because the line earlier in the movie where han goes there's too much vader in him." yeah and i don't think han was of the volition that people could be turned like he always seemed to be like uh i've been one side of the galaxy the other Blah 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 like he always felt people who are they are they don't change. They go through experiences that make them do things. But, you know, he just, and he even talked to Leia about like, look, we left and I went back to what I do. And you, what you, and you know, she was talking about going back to being in general. He went back to being like a pirate with Chewie. Um, and I, I always just thought he was of the mindset that people are who they are. And he was kind of doing what Leia wanted. Like she asked him, like, you can see that moment, right before he yells Ben and confronts him, he's flirting with the idea of walking away. He could have snuck away, but then you can see behind his eyes, he's saying like, no, I love Leia. She asked me to bring my son home, so I'm going to go talk to him. And then that conversation happens. I think Kylo was just so wrapped up in evil that what he was saying was just toying with Han. Like he was saying... You know, like, I don't know if I have the strength to do it. And he was possibly being a little bit honest right there, but he let the dark side in and ended up, you know, giving it to him. That's just the, my, my take on it. I mean, yeah. who knows way, where it's going to go. But I just nitpicking little pieces, the threads throughout it. I mean, it's a cool theory. I like it. And, and I don't think it would be invalid it's not like it's a huge plot hole if that is the way they go um but i just don't see han making a choice of be like well i'll kill myself in front of my kid so he can go back to the bad guy to be seduced by more bad guy stuff like his goal was like let's get you out of here let's get you into dark side rehab and get <laughs> you out of being Kylo Ren and Back to Being Bad. Like tell, that's what we need to
1: do. Tell me you saw the Saturday Night Live with Adam Driver where he did um <laughs> where he did undercover boss, circular mean, you know, base.
0: Oh, oh, that was like I hadn't watched SNL in forever. Yeah, me neither. And I was like, okay, so they're still doing awesome stuff. Great. I'm glad to hear it. I'm still not gonna watch, but that was awesome.
1: Yeah, I watched it on YouTube. I didn't watch the whole episode because Saturday Night Live Same still here. blows. Watch, yeah.
0: Watch it on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was beautiful.
1: But it was when he was just like what do you think of Kylo Ren's lightsaber? And he's like, I think it's kind of weird. It's really awesome. Actually, hang on. I think I can go find it.
0: <laughs> he walks back like two seconds later. He's like, yeah, I found it. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, everyone's like, yeah, you're Kylo Ren. We knew instantly.
1: Yeah. When did you know that I was Kylo Ren? When you were like, hi, my name is Matt. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he gives the guy the card where he's like, I'm sorry, I killed your son.
1: <laughs> that. Oh, my God. That was fantastic. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. I'm. I'm very excited to see where they go with number eight. Everyone, like that on the communities and the forums that I read and everything, there's a lot of talk about Rogue One, and I'm excited. I want to see where the story goes and everything. Dude. But
1: tell me, you've seen some of the stuff that they put out about Rogue One, about like, about Vader's role in that?
0: No, I really haven't.
1: Okay. I'm going to. This is surprising because normally you're the one that has all the information about this, but like. I know. I'm super excited about Rogue One, too. They've already said that Darth Vader's scenes in this movie are going to be brutal. Those are their exact words. And right now, the. Shots that they've already kind of like scripted out and like the ideas that they have that they've storyboarded basically has him taking on like an army of rebel soldiers and just obliterating them, dismembering, like cutting their heads off, like using their bodies as shields to block blasters. It's like, oh, my God, I just about lost it when I heard that. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, that sounds amazing. I was so excited about that.
0: And it's because he's in the black suit. He has James Earl Jones D voice and everything. Like you always believed when everyone like kind of like peed their pants a little bit when he would come in or like we're talking like, well, Vader's like a huge problem. But like when you actually watch the movies, he's like, yeah, he choked Captain Antilles, uh, shot a couple rebel X-wings, but the Death Star did a bunch of that too. What? else did he really do that was like so menacing and then but like if you see something like this where he's just like mauling people and the story kind of like rolls out that like don't even bother he's going to destroy you you know what i mean like i don't know um that that's encouraging to hear that like they're going to add that depth most of the stuff i've been reading was about like kind of the rebel side about what's it Mads Mickelson? that's his name his character and wh- oh, yeah. wh- where that's going to be
1: yeah the guy that plays uh, Hannibal Lecter in uh, uh, the tv series
0: yeah and he was like Le Chiffre in and Casino Royale he's a yeah. really good actor um I guess he's gonna be in the theory I, I don't know if this is confirmed or not but it's the the what's people are speculating or talking about or whatever um he like the Imperials have been working on the death star and they had the plans from the prequels and everything, but making it work functionally, they're running into all kinds of problems and he is not on the empire. He's not a rebel or anything. He's a scientist. That's just, you know, insanely smart. He's not aligned with anyone. The empire hires him. He fixes all the technical problems with the death star. And then he's kind of like, oh, they're going to use this to, like, blow people away and, like, annihilate planets and stuff, catches feelings and then kind of goes with the Rebels um, and they kind of have to use his information. And I think that's where they're going to say they got the technical specs at the beginning of episode four. Yeah. Like, they didn't, like, necessarily, like, steal a copy of the plans, but they go in and steal him who makes plans onto something like a flash drive that makes it to Leia, And then like the whole thing is like the crew of rogue one going to get him or he is rogue one. I don't know. Um, And like one of the characters is his daughter. Who's a rebel. That's just the stuff I haven't read. I hadn't heard any of that Vader stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, it looks. Yeah. I was super excited when I read that. I was like, they're actually going to do kind of what we've all wanted to see with Darth Vader and not just like big lumbering dude. Like if you've been reading the comic books, like Vader down, um, he had his own, his own single shot, like in Vader down, like that's pretty much what he does is he just like, like, I want to say there's like 60 or 70 rebel soldiers around him pointing guns at him and they're like, surrender now. He's like, yes, that's a good idea. You should surrender now. Like, and then just mops the floor with all of them. Like, using the Force in his lightsaber, like, it was just,
0: it was badass. Yeah, there's, like, the Vader, the Darth Vader comic book that Marvel does yep. that, like, a Vader Down was, like, a six part, and it went from, like, there was, like, Vader Down, two of the issues in the in the story arc were in Vader, and two were in the Star Wars yep. uh, title. Um, but before Vader Down, like, they're already establishing that he's trying to, like, build his own droid army out of like the remnants of geonosis and like he's against the emperor like the whole time
1: yeah yeah i mean that's, that's pretty cool too and i think at one point they actually even put um they had put yeah it was a scene in the star wars one where they had um baba fett was looking for the pilot that blew up the death star because vader was looking for him so vader hired baba fett and Boba Fett and Luke like duke it out in Obi Wan's hut yeah. on Tatooine, and then Boba Fett brings the um the information to him to Vader, and he tells him that his last that the uh, pilot's name was Skywalker, and Vader just has this like meltdown. Yeah, he like breaks yeah.
0: like a piece of the star destroyer that he's in, or whatever. He like cracks the windshield or something. Yeah. Yeah. Out in like, the space.
1: Yeah. The windshield in space. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: Transparent aluminum.
1: That's that's Star Trek. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I'm glad you referenced that. Thanks. Um, I know what's up. There's so much stuff that we haven't gotten to talk about, Steve. Jeez. Like, have you seen the trailer for the new Star Trek and how awful it looks?
0: I couldn't care less about that movie, Mike. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Jerk. Uh,
0: no, I just, it's true. I, I've seen it and yeah. you're absolutely right. Like, yeah. I do not like there are so many movies coming out. Uh, so many superhero ones rogue one at the end of the year and everything i don't give a crap about that star trek movie no and it makes me mad that everyone has gone down
1: it makes me mad that i don't give a crap about it because i love star trek and i feel like i feel like they don't have to do what they're doing they don't have to modernize it and they don't have to turn it into an action flick like it can be star trek it can be about exploration and and humanity coming together to do a great thing but they're just like no we need we need boobs and we need explosions and the enterprise has to blow up every single movie or people aren't going to be interested and i'm like no sci-fi doesn't have to be that there have been some great science fiction movies that were all based on story um what was the one um i'm trying to remember what it was called um clive owen was in it and basically like humanity can't have children children of men thank you fantastic science fiction movie like not a big budget either same thing nope. with um District District 9 fantastic oh that's such a good movie yeah and like that's they can thank Star Trek for that like they all Star Trek was like it, it's in the DNA of all of those movies why does it have to be a giant action flick why not just make a good movie and it's it's just it's, it's depressing and it makes me sad and like and now Spock's dead too like, and like I'm just I'm beside like who cares <laughs> I,
0: I, I've, I've, like I checked today. Yeah, This is the 50th day that Star Wars has been out. And it yeah. is the third highest gr- grossing movie of all time. Only yes. two movies have been better than... it. An... Do you really want to compete against what Star Wars is doing in the same space? Like, no. you're not going to be Star Wars. You're not going to beat Star Wars. If you're trying to be the sci-fi action fighting crazy movie be sci-fi but be a different branch of it and then you're not competing with it and people are making comparisons and the only comparisons they're making like wow this is a shiner version of the show i liked when i was a kid awesome let's go see it but if you're gonna try and be in star wars with a different four-letter word after star um i can think of a lot other four-letter words that i would use in place of it yeah. with my feelings on it you know, you know what i mean I
1: agree. And, and the worst part about it is is like they're, they're completely missing that they have a built-in demographic because Star Trek the Next Generation was huge in the late 80s early 90s. So there's an entire generation of kids that grew up on that show that you could still get interested in this in these movies again and you don't have to make it, make it something that Star Trek never was. And I, yeah. just, I I I'm saddened. I'm sad that this is what it's turned to, but there is hope. Because um, a new hope, Mike, a, a New Hope, if you will, um, <laughs> Scotty himself, um, and, I, and I'm blanking on his name right now, the actor's name, um, Simon Sh- Pegg. Thank you very much from Shaun of the Dead. It was also in oh,
0: The Force Awakens, by yes. the way.
1: He was the uh, he was the traitor. He was the one that gave Ray like next to yep. nothing for the stuff she found. Um, the fat,
0: gross, like slug guy. Yep. Yeah, that
1: was that was him. And the uh, stormtrooper that um, that Ray used the mind trick on James was uh, Bond. Was James Bond himself, Daniel Craig. <laughs> Um Simon Pegg helped write the new Star Trek movie. So he he even okay. said he said the cut of the trailer was not good. He's like it's showing you things that this movie isn't really about. He's like there's there's something wrong with the trailer. He's like trust me this movie's going to be better. And I think Simon Pegg is the type of guy who's going to take care of a franchise like Star Trek. He's not going to do a disservice to it like they did with uh, Into Darkness
0: got yeah okay so he's saying like the trailers they basically cut all the action scenes of the entire movie and just said it's all action really it's 10 percent action and 90 percent story yeah pretty much if that's the case i'll give it the benefit of the doubt if if he's yeah. saying that's what the case is because i love simon peg i mean i really can't think of anything he's been in that i didn't like
1: yeah i agree i agree um we are we got about i'd say maybe like 10 minutes left let's I mean, we've been going for about an hour and 15 minutes now. So maybe we'll do like 15 minutes here. Let's talk about the rest of the movies that are coming out because I know that you are excited about a couple of them. Um, The big one comes out on my birthday, uh, and that is Deadpool.
0: Yeah. Finally. Finally, the Deadpool I've wanted since I started reading Deadpool comics. Like... Everyone and their brother was like, well, Ryan Reynolds is just like a human Deadpool already, like in real life. Let's just do that. And it's, oh, I can't wait for this movie. I know,
1: I'm so excited about this movie as well. Um, Did you, I didn't, I knew he was an executive producer uh, on the movie. Did you see why though? He actually did an interview and he told everybody why he's an executive producer. Um, He basically said that the last time they did anything with Deadpool, uh, which was in the Wolverine Origins movie, that it was done so poorly and it wasn't executed the way he wanted it to be and he felt that they did a disservice to Deadpool so he became an executive producer on the movie because he wasn't going to let them do that again he was like this is going to be the right Deadpool this is going to be the Deadpool that we all want and that we all deserve and I was like hell yeah we need more people like this in Hollywood slow clap starts to build and build exactly like I I don't even care if this movie sucks. Like, even if, if it doesn't make any damn sense, because honestly it shouldn't, it's Deadpool.
0: Um, Well, like, here's the thing. I think it's going to be great. If you like Deadpool, people are going to go see it, but it's in that dead zone of movies like February, March, no one goes to see movies at this time. This is not the hot movie season. So box office wise, it's probably not going to do great. Um, I mean, there's a lot of people out there who really like Deadpool, but they already like Deadpool. Like, you're not capturing Joe Schmo, who's never heard of Deadpool, doesn't really like the comic movies, maybe saw Avengers, and that's about it. So I'm not going to be surprised if they don't make another one, because box office-wise, they're like, oh, it doesn't meet our numbers and everything. But I think to the service of the existing Deadpool fans, I think it's going to hit every notch, every checkbox you could have.
1: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, the guys at Comics Online, specifically Kevin, um, because, and, and Kevin makes a really valid point with this too. Um, I'm excited about X-Men Apocalypse. I don't care what anybody says. Um, I'm excited about the movie. He makes a really valid point though, and so does Troy. They both say that they're not super stoked about this because they don't like Apocalypse. Because they're long-term comic book fans. They're long-time X-Men fa- fans. And Apocalypse's power set is just – it's its very vague. It's not solidly defined. He's really not that powerful. He's more of just an, 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 an obnoxious pain in the ass. And there's so many better villains. And I mean I agree. I think there are better villains. But this is the guy who was the big scary bad guy when I was growing up with comic books. Like yeah. when I was reading X-Men in the 90s and it was done by Jim Lee and then taken over by other artists – this apocalypse was scary and he was cool and he was frightening and he had a badass name and they're all like, Oh, he's just, he's like every other villain in the nineties where he's overly done and he has a million powers and none of them make sense. And I don't care. I don't care. I think it's cool that Poe from star Wars is going to be apocalypse. <laughs> um, I think it's cool that we're going to see young X-Men. I think it's cool that we're going to see Cyclops, my favorite X-Men back and it looks like they're going to do this justice and it's not going to get butchered. I, I don't care what anybody says. I'm going to go see this movie and I'm going to love the shit out of it
0: and i think it from what we've talked about in past podcasts it's i'm going to feel the same way i felt about about days of future past um if you're going in expecting shot for shot the comic books that you've loved and everything like that you're not going to get it you're going to be disappointed yeah if you're going in saying like here's some existing characters really cool we're grounding it in the mythos of the comics but we're kind of developing her own story that's a parallel tangent maybe off of, of what you know, and you go in with that expectation, I think it's going to be perfectly fine. Yep. Um, from the trailer, he looks a lot better than those early photos, and I know we talked about that before too, where he looked yep. like Boo Berry, and um, <laughs> he he looks a lot better after the CGI is added, because yep. um, whether you like his power set or anything like that, you got to admit, Apocalypse is a pretty b looking villain like he looks like a bad guy you don't want to mess with yeah. um so i'm glad they seem to touch the look up a little bit as well yeah. um i'm with you i grew up on the x-men the x-men animated series and batman the animated series that's why i fell in love with comics in the first place those two shows in the 90s i'd watch those all the time after school saturdays yeah. um just just loved them and just wanted to get more into the world of superheroes and comics and things like that. Um, so I agree with you. I have a soft spot for him. And I don't even know what other X-Men villains you'd really want to do on the big screen. I mean, who do they really have left? Omega Red? You know what I mean? Like, who Who else? It's yeah. a big bad um, that isn't insanity. Like, they already kind of did the Sentinels in the last movie. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Bastion and Nimrod and stuff? People are going to be like, what is this? Oh, you have to one. already... You already have to know the comics to kind of know those characters. Like, unfortunately you kind of have to bring the story back to the mean we're on the side of the bell curve. We're in the small minutia of people who already love the comics, know the stories, know all the stuff about it. We have to look at it going back to the top of the bell curve where they're trying to capture as many people to get as many butts in the seats as they can to sell those tickets. And unfortunately, sometimes the story does suffer from that, but I think apocalypse is fine because that's going to satisfy my need as a comic book fan of a recognizable villain. If they do the, the CG and the the acting well enough, but it's broad enough that everyone can just look at him and go, wow, he must be some bad guy.
1: Yeah. I honestly, if we're going to do something next, you know what I'd love to see? I'd love to see if they almost set up a two-parter where you have, um, Magneto and the Acolytes trying to create a mutant country. Their own country. Essentially, like, you combining, like, three different stories. Like, Asteroid M slash uh, Avalon slash Genosha.
0: Um, I kept wanting to say Geneva. Thank you for saying Genosha, because I'm like, Geneva was in my brain. I'm like, that's the real (laughs) one. What's the fake one called again?
1: (laughs) I would love to see that. Uh, Yeah, no problem. I would love to see that, but more importantly, I would love to see them set up to a fight between the X-Men and Magneto, Michael Fassbender ripping the adamantium out of Hugh Jackman's skeleton. And then, um, why can't I remember the actor's name who plays professor Xavier now? Um,
0: James McAvoy or McAvoy, whatever. Yeah.
1: James McAvoy, um, shutting Magneto's brain down. And then the lead in would be, we get friggin' onslaught for the next movie.
0: Oh my God. Onslaught. I don't know. I I never liked Onslaught. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I liked some of the things that happened in the stories and everything. That one always bothered me. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't get excited for an Onslaught movie as much. Yeah. But it would be a cool place to go.
1: The reason why I would be excited about an Onslaught movie is you would have to force Fox to do essentially what Sony did with Spider-Man you would have to have them make some sort of agreement with the Marvel universe owned by Disney in order to do a massive sweeping through the entire Marvel universe crossover.
0: I can't even wrap my brain around that. Like the, the number of characters that are going to be in infinity war one and two already is catastrophic. I can't imagine adding the entirety of the, sony x-men into that <laughs> you the he's just, like yeah. ross and like the the credits are 45 minutes long of just all the special effects and yeah. actors and everything yeah, yeah absolutely. Into that. i mean
1: you just I think mean, was- I,
0: i'd watch it i'd watch a four-hour movie with all those characters i but... would too
1: and it would be awesome um the next big one since we're talking about big crossovers uh let's talk about our buddy uh cap because last we saw uh, at the end of Ant-Man, uh, he had found Bucky. Him and uh, yep. Falcon had found Bucky. And this is going to lead us into uh, Captain America 3 Civil War. This is one of those movies. Remember when we talked about Star Wars and how you basically like talked me off the ledge. And you were like, Mike, it's going to be good. J.J. Abrams is going to do it justice. And I was like, okay, Steve, you're right. And I said that like my excitement for Batman versus Superman was like a fever pitch. But Star Wars was not as much. They flip-flopped but another movie that is like my, I'm just so stoked about is cap three. This movie looks incredible.
0: It does. I mean, and I was a little off. I wrote that article about civil war. Yeah. I don't know, like a year and a half ago or something. Um, I thought it was going to be an Avengers movie and it essentially is with all the characters in it. It's just, yeah. they're calling it a cap movie. Um, I, from my understanding, what I've read, and I don't know if this counts as spoilers because I don't really have any details about it, but from my understanding, a major character is going to die. Like, if you follow the Silver War story from the comics, that would be Cap, and that's when Bucky becomes the new Captain America. Yeah. Right now in the comics, Sam Wilson, the Falcon, is Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. And then they also have Chris Evans still on contract as Captain America. I've also saw in the trailers uh, War Machine, uh, Don Cheadle, like all beat up and and Tony Stark over him. I don't know if they would reveal his death in a trailer. Yeah. So there's, I don't know, prerequisites for Cap dying, for War Machine dying, for whoever. But from my understanding, they filmed three or four different death scenes. So even if something leaked, you don't know if it's the real one or not. Like only one of them is real. Oh, kind of the you. same yeah. way in Empire Strikes Back, David Prowse delivered the line as Darth Vader saying, uh, no, Obi-Wan is your father. So yeah. no one really knew except James Earl Jones, who's recording the voice in the booth. Yeah. And everyone's like heads exploded. Um so I don't I don't know what's but that's the thing I'm sitting there like I know Civil War from the comics. Are they going to do Civil War at the end? Like I know what happens. Are they going to change it like they have Crossbones? They have Sharon Carter. They have Cap. They have Bucky a step like all the pieces are there for Captain I. Um, is that going to happen or isn't it?
1: Yeah, they could throw they really could throw us for a loop with this one. Um, I'm just I'm super stoked about this one. Um, I can't I, wait. I mentioned I mentioned this, and, and I really want to touch on this because I want to see how you feel about this. The more information and the more previews and the more trailers we get for Batman vs. Superman, the more nervous I get. I'm not as excited about this movie as I was when I saw that first trailer. I'm a little worried. And that doomsday thing that they created from the DNA of General Zod is really what has me worried. And, um,
0: I don't... It looks like a deformed version of Michael Bay's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It does, Like, yeah. it looks so bad.
1: Yeah. I'm worried. I'm, I'm legitimately worried. Um, but I want to time, like it. I do, too. I want to like it. I so really bad. do, too. And, but you know what? It, I'm still gonna go see it. I don't care. But at the same time, I got a feeling that this is not gonna be what we all hoped. And it's it's like DC was so concerned with their comic book movies not living up to the Marvel standard that Marvel has set because it is a high high level that they've set. I mean, the the benchmark is is very high, and they're just trying to cram too much into this movie. I think. Hopefully, hopefully not. Hopefully, this is just just trepidation. Hopefully, it's the same thing I had with Star Wars, but. I'm, I'm nervous. I'm legitimately
0: nervous. What's happening. Again. I'm actually with you on this one. Like I was very excited about the concept when you and I talked that one time we're like, yeah. well, you know, like it's Lex Luthor using the, the, the fight, um, to kind of talk to Congress and Superman and kind of get him under his control. maybe that's still the case and everything, but I agree. I don't know if I'm buying Jesse Eisenberg as Luther, like in some of those previews and stuff. Um, Everyone's biggest worry, Ben Affleck as Batman, that's the part I don't... I'm not concerned about it at all. Yeah, all the other stuff around it. Like, yeah. I don't... Everyone's so focused on that being the problem. I don't think that it is. I don't know if the story's going to be there. I haven't seen it yet, but it has... It's already in a hole because so many people didn't like Man of Steel. Yeah. That this almost has to be like a notch ahead of good. Like it has to be great. It has to be fantastic yeah. to kind of win those people back over. It's not looking like it's gonna.
1: No, it's, I'm, um, I'm legitimately nervous. Um, I will say this, um, I'm starting to get more into the DC uh, shows, though. I just started watching The Flash. Yeah, yeah Flash is awesome. I absolutely love The Flash. Like, that is such a good show. Um, I've been watching Supergirl, because it was something that Jax and I could both watch. Because, like, when I was watching Daredevil, he was like, Dad, can I watch Daredevil with you? And I was like, <laughs> oh, no. Ah, no, no, sir, you cannot. Um, but, like, Supergirl was something that we could watch together. And he enjoyed it, and he dug it, and it was... And it's fun. And then they announced that they're going to have a Supergirl Flash crossover. So that's even even more awesome.
0: So oh, really? You didn't hear about this? No. I forgot.
1: Like, I'm getting all the Comics Online stuff because I was the one that kind of set up the merger. I'm going to have to get you in on this, Steve. I'm going to have to start sending you all the emails <laughs> and all the content that I'm getting too. But, like, that's one of the other big advantages of us working with Comics Online now is... I'm like in the know on everything that's going on in the industry, and it's fantastic. A
0: Supergirl Flash crossover, huh? Yeah, which means
1: we'll probably get a Green Arrow crossover too. Like it's, it's exciting stuff, man. It's, it 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 is a great time for movies. Uh, The fact that we're going to get a Star Wars movie in a like you get one every year. Like this is this is awesome. I can't wait for the next Star Wars. Can't wait for Episode Eight. I can't wait for Rogue One. Like it's just, it's, it's a great time. And I'm so excited right now. Oh,
0: if you are into nerdy stuff, you are blessed right now. Like we are in an era of nerd prosperity that has never been paralleled before. Yeah.
1: Um, I think we're, we're hitting our, our hour and a half mark. So we've done 90 minutes here. I think this is a, one of our longest podcasts. So we'll kind of wrap up things here. Um, one of the things that I did, um, I'll kind of, I'll do my thing and then you can do yours. Um, One of the big things that I wanted to do, um, since we're no longer going to be GGR, I mean, GGR is still going to exist in our hearts, you know, aw, something sweet like that. Hmm. But I've never really done this uh, on a podcast. I wanted to thank a lot of people. Um, I wanted to thank my wife, Sandy, because she kind of rolls her eyes whenever I tell her I'm doing a podcast or I'm doing something nerdy, but like she still supports me with it and she... Helps me with stuff when I need her help. I'm like, does this sound lame if I'm writing something? And she's like, yeah, it sounds totally lame. I'm like, no, like content wise, is it good? And she's like, yeah, no, it's fine. Um, I wanted to thank her. I wanted to thank Jax because Jax thinks my, thinks GGR is the greatest thing. Um, I didn't get a chance to tell you. um, I get a notification on my phone every single time somebody puts a comment on one of our articles on GGR. And I get a notification one day and it says you have a new comment on GGR on your Christmas list. Because I did my favorite Christmas movies. And I look at it, and it's a comment from my son, from Jacks. It says from Jacks, and it says, "Good job, Dad." And it was like it like literally made me tear up. It was the sweetest <laughs> thing ever that my kid went online in his free time, went to GGR, read one of my articles, and was like, "Great job, Dad," and commented on my <laughs> article. Um, I wanted to thank I wanted to thank you. I wanted to thank you for for working with me on on this throughout this uh, all this time for getting me into podcasts. Like Jesus, I never even imagined that I would want to do this. Um,
0: now just try and stop the guy. Can't do it.
1: I know I'm on like nine different shows. Um, I wanted to thank Ben Shaw for, for helping me kind of design the website, uh, for being, um, an, an artist, or at least attempting to be an artist, um, with a child and having major eye surgery and trying to live a, an adult life. Um, I wanted to thank your, um, your folks. Cause like, I know that they got into the podcast early. They got into the website early. Um, I, there's just so many people. Like, I wanted to thank Comics Online for for supporting us before we merged with them. Kevin was helping me redesign things. Uh, her name is Megan. Megan Savannah Layer uh, is on the podcast with us. She helped me redesign everything. I wanted to thank Andy. Andy Barsh. Uh, Andy Barsh redesigned the logo for GGR. We now have that little robot, Ripley the robot. Um, there's just too many. Ben Bed Bed uh, Bedgood. He's uh, zombie Ben Bedgood. One of our new writers. Uh, Gus uh Danny Vic um who else has written for us Steve um
0: geez uh so many people right I mean yeah, what, what yeah. you said the college football guy was um yeah, yeah
1: Gillespie yeah Jonathan Gillespie uh thanks to him um just thanks to all of you thanks for all the people out there who, who liked us on Facebook follow us on comics online now too because we're not going anywhere we're just going to a we're moving on up to the east side to a deluxe apartment in the sky <laughs> Um,
0: and the one person that Mike didn't mention, cause I mean, his pretty much covers mine too. I mean, yeah. anyone who's put up with my nonsense while I'm writing or talking on the podcast or whatever, um, and you know who you are, but the one person Mike didn't thank, and he should have more than any of the ones he already did was himself. I mean, this was Mike's baby. Um, we at the job that Mike's at, I used to work there as well. We would just sit. In chairs on our breaks and chit chat about whatever nerd stuff we were into, what books we were reading, what comic books, movies we were watching, whatever. And Mike kind of evolved this idea of, well, I I, why don't we just kind of put some of this stuff on the web? I mean, I I do this comic book, and I need to do have you do an interview of me for our special edition, and it just kind of snowballed from there. And you guys who are listening or read our content, you have no idea the amount of work behind the scenes that Mike does on the website and and everything, just the collaboration with comics online, like all of the man hours that the guy puts in. So no one deserves bigger props than Mike, because you wouldn't be listening to this. You wouldn't be reading anything that we have without, uh, without Mike. So biggest props to you all, my man.
1: Wow, that's that's great, Steve. Thank you, man. I really appreciate. You're that welcome. You on. deserve it. Well, I definitely want to give a big thanks to your uh, to your fiance, soon to be wife, too, Mandy. Um, because I gotta say, she is patience
0: of a saint. <laughs>
1: yeah, but like also too, like you want to talk about a motivator, dude? Like how much how much weight has she lost?
0: Jeez, I don't know. Hold on. How much weight have you lost? Well, She measures things in inches, so she's oh, lost okay. 16 inches. 16 um, inches that's incredible! Yeah. Like, yeah, she's she's for beach body and fitness. What yeah. me and Mike uh-huh. do here, she's <laughs> a nerd about fitness, the way yeah. we're nerd about you know, Power Rangers or whatever stupid crap we're talking about that week. Um, yeah, she's all yeah. over it and yeah so if you want to talk about someone who bombs social media get on get on her facebook page and yeah check well, her out she's
1: just she's a really motivating factor because I'll, I'll be like I, I have my fitbit here and i'm supposed to be doing ten thousand steps a day um and i'm trying to get myself back into shape again and like i'll get on my computer and i'm like ah, i'm not gonna go do anything today i'm just gonna sit here and write an article and maybe watch some more episodes of The flash and then i see mandy like showing her fitness shake that she's drinking and covered in sweat she's like lost another three inches and I'm, I'm doing this because it's awesome and I'm going to look great for the wedding. And I'm just like, well, shit, I need to do that too. Like, <laughs> like I need to get my, let me go get my running shoes on. Like it's <laughs> like, it's just, it's incredible that we have such um, awesome people in our lives. And that, and I said it on the, uh, on the website, I wrote an article about it, that this isn't goodbye. This is see you later. Cause we're just going to see you somewhere else. Like we we've got bigger things to do. We're going to have a much bigger place that's going to give us much more support we're going to be able to expand this and have more people read and listen and interact and maybe one day down the road GGR will come back and it'll be even better than ever or we'll just rule the world and we won't have to create GGR
0: yeah the way I see it ggr is the the first apartment we rented yeah uh comics online is like buying our first house you know it's moving up to a bigger space there's more responsibility more work and everything you're always going to have in your a place in your heart for that first little place that you had together yeah but ultimately this is the right move and what you need to do for your future but yeah you're always going to look back fondly on your first little place you know it's it's special
1: for this will be the last time we refer to this podcast as ggr pirate radio um, I think from here on out it'll probably be um, we'll come up with some cool name for yeah. it. I mean we'll, we'll come up with something cool but we'll be Comics Online affiliated but I mean for the last time here um, I mean you'll get to hear Jack saying you know this has been a GGR Pirate Radio uh, Network's uh, production um, woohoo! You'll get to hear that <laughs> and um, but yeah uh, thanks again to everybody for this. This has been an incredible ride um, thanks to you again Steve. I, I wouldn't have been able to do any of this or know that I was wanted to do any of this without you um so thanks again man um, it goes right back
0: at you tenfold my man
1: <laughs> but for all you uh ggr uh your great geek refugees that's what i was trying to think of before you great <laughs> geek refugees thanks again for tuning in uh hopefully you'll be comics online nerds uh with us when we get over there um but again signing off for ggr pirate radio my name is mike lunsford
0: i'm steve monick This has been a GDR Pirate Radio Network production. Woohoo!